Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. Distinguished guest in the studio with me, Sandman. How's it going? Hey, man. How you doing? Good. Glad you're able to make it down. Man, I I've been we've been trying to do this for uh, a couple of months. Month. Yeah, so, a month or two. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to finally be here. I'm, I hate that I missed Kyle. I know. I know. We had some friends over, and uh, he was playing Fortnite. So that's unfortunate. Don't let Fortnite interfere with the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Priorities. We, uh, yeah, yeah. We've had. Uh, we've now been... I'm gonna have to say I'm disappointed in Kyle. I, I haven't even met right. him yet. Well, was... I, I'm definitely going to give him shit. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Should, you should. Um, But yeah, um, we've been wanting to uh, sit down because uh, I recently uh, joined Sandman on uh, Parareality Radio. Mm-hmm. He was uh, gracious enough to uh, allow me to uh, be a co-host and uh, <laughs> just had our first official episode. Um, and you can catch that on pararealityradio.com, uh, Stitcher. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Last FM. Okay. I think, I, I think that's, that's some... Nah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Solid. Yeah, yeah that's, that's about it. Working on, on uh, the Apple Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah, 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 for sure. Maybe one day. We'll be up there. Yeah. Well, sweet. Um, speaking of parareality, I wanted to... Because uh, I know you've mentioned it to me and we've chit-chatted, but... Take me through the steps, because um, Parareality Radio has been a thing for almost uh, over a decade. Yeah, yeah, it has, off and on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Can't take me through. That. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to think about. Take me through uh, kind of how it got started, um, where your interest in mm-hmm. the weird and paranormal uh, begin and kind sure. of. Uh, so I guess that I've. I've been interested in in uh, weird and unusual topics since I was a kid, and I wouldn't necessarily say paranormal specifically. Yeah. Um, but there's no other category that I can think of to put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I, I I I don't know how old I was, but I, I remember my mother had this uh, had this book about the Bermuda Triangle. That she had read and I remember looking at the cover of this book and it's I, I god it the name of it escapes me but it's like a real popular book that was written back in the 70s about okay. the uh, excuse me the the Bermuda Triangle and I remember looking at the cover of this book and <coughs> excuse me I'm coughing my, I'm dying here <laughs> I remember looking at the cover of this book and I was like what is the Bermuda Triangle uh-huh. what is this and I'm 
I could read the cover, you know, I could read. I, I was old enough to be able to read, but not any like sophisticated stuff like that. I didn't know what, you know, what, what was going on. So I brought this book to my mom and I was like, what is the Bermuda Triangle? And she tried to explain to me what it was. And I thought, wow, that's pretty weird. That's, that's fascinating. And then there was this, I discovered this television show uh, that was hosted by Leonard Nimoy. Ah, uh, of course. And it was called In Search Of. Uh-huh. And I, I say hosted, it was more narrated by Leonard Nimoy. And um, I watched every episode that I could on that show. And the first time that I ever remember being freaked out and scared about anything mm-hmm. was from an episode of In Search Of. And I can't remember the name of the episode yeah. but they were doing a, a, a recreation uh, of uh, a ghost story and it was I think somewhere over in England okay. somewhere and and uh, one the the part of the story was uh, this it was the like a, a, a castle or a mansion that was that was supposedly haunted by a couple of spirits or ghosts or something and, and in one of the reenactment scenes they had uh a ghostly head that was appearing above the doorway of this lady's bedroom. And yeah. it was, you know, the middle of the night and, and she looks up and there's this disembodied head floating there above her door and it freaked her out. And, uh-huh. and that when I was a kid looked so real to me on that episode, it totally just blew my shit away and I couldn't sleep for three nights. Literally, I was so I was so scared out of my mind (laughs) that a ghostly head was going to appear above my doorway at night. And uh, after I got over my initial shock, I was was kind of like hooked on, you know, unusual Uh stuff. And I I can't say that you know I'm not going to say it was my mom because of that book or anything like that because she never she wasn't really into stuff like that. She just I forgot how she even got the book you know Um, but so that kind of interested me in the paranormal and everything and and I I did have when I was nine or ten I had a a paranormal experience at my home where uh, um, disembodied footsteps and a voice yeah I'm not gonna bore everybody with this because it's kind of a a long story but I told you the story you did yes and uh, disembodied uh, footsteps and a voice Mm -hmm. you know uh, came into my room at night and um, that kind of uh, freaked me out as well. Sure. And um, we're the only people that ever lived in that house, so I can't say it was oh, it was a ghost of a previous owner because nope, was you know we were that was my <laughs> only only family. So yeah. I, I don't know the history of the land or anything like that. I never really checked into it. But that's kind of you know when all this started, and I always would watch you know shows about Bigfoot and UFOs and. I was always trying to read some some books or something about it. Just it was just fun for me to mm-hmm. to speculate about stuff like that, you know. Indeed. And so you fast forward, and the internet comes along in the late mid to late nineties, and in the infancy of the internet, I mean, you know. It, the potential to do whatever you wanted to was there, but yeah. we didn't know how to do it yet. And as early as like the the like two thousand two thousand one, 
I was looking into doing internet radio. And I have always been interested in, in radio. I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a DJ. That was my thing. And, and then uh, I had a, a stepsister who actually worked for one of the local radio stations. And she wasn't a DJ or anything. She did like secretarial work and stuff. But I kind of got to, you know, see the, the ins and outs and stuff like that. And, and um, I learned really quickly that uh, you worked a lot of long hours and you didn't get paid shit. Mm. And I was like, no thanks. <laughs> not going <gonna work laughs> to do that. Yeah. No. So um, I had always had this, this fascination with, with, with the paranormal and I always liked radio and DJ stuff and everything. And as, as far back as like 2000, 2001, I was looking into, is there a way I can do a, a internet radio program and stuff? And the, the technology was there, but it was like super expensive to do. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of put it out of my mind. And and at the end of 2002, October of 2002, I moved to Nashville. And I did not know anybody. Yeah. Like, no one. And, um, which is the case when you move to a new town. For sure. You know? And... I started looking into doing internet radio again because I needed something to do to occupy my time instead of just going to work and then sitting on my ass at the house by myself. Yeah. You know, and so I had kind of uh, looked around and and I saw this um, uh, website that was, uh, you could do, it was the equivalent of podcasting today before there was podcasting. Yep. And it was this this uh, company called AlternaCast. And you could basically, you paid them X amount of money and you got X amount of time to do your, your stuff. And uh, I had no knowledge of what I was doing. I had no equipment except just your basic computer microphone, your little crummy computer microphone, you know, and had no idea what I was doing, but I had... I had a little bit of money, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to give this money to these people yeah. and I'm going to do my radio show, but I didn't know what the, what I was going to do it on. And, uh, I, I, I worked the late shift and I was driving home on I-40 and I started, I was list, list, looking for something to listen to on the radio on the way home. And I started listening to coast to coast AM with mm-hmm. the famous Art Bell. Yep. And I was like. That's what I'm gonna do my podcast on. I'm gonna do it on that. Yeah. And and that's just how it that's how it all started. And um, it just kind of grew from there. I've like I said, I've been doing it off and on since around 2004 ish. Yeah. You know. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been a ride. I, I, I still enjoy doing it, man. Oh, for sure. I get it, like a when I know that I'm going into the to the studio to record. Yeah. I get like this high feeling, you know, <laughs> like, I'm excited, you know, I can't wait. You're ready yeah, to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, Coast to Coast is uh, the the great, it's like yeah. the greatest, it's like paranormal the, radio. It's what every other program like For that sure. is modeled after. And I'm not saying that um, my little internet radio show is the same as yeah. Coast to Coast, but... I mean, it certainly did inspire me, and 
and coast to coast over the years because it's gotten so big and everything it's a little bit too commercialized now and mm-hmm. you know you have five minutes worth of talk and 20 minutes worth of commercials and yeah and they're they're talking about just weird stuff I mean they always talk about weird stuff but they talk about stuff that has nothing to do with what made them famous as far as I'm concerned and I, I really hate that now yeah but I I've... still love coast to coast Oh yeah, you got to. It's well, it is because it is. It was like the first paranormal, like it's the granddaddy of all paranormal talk shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Art Bell, and I mean, everybody knows who Art Bell is. Even if you don't listen to Coast to Coast, you've heard of Art Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they have. I uh, I actually probably six or seven months ago, I went and like looked at like their website and some of the topics they were getting into, and I was like, wow, that is that is pretty far out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Um, but I remember one time I was listening to, uh, I was listening, driving back from, um, actually it was probably a college visit over at Belmont. Uh, we were driving back through Kentucky with my dad like late at night and mm-hmm. Coast to Coast was on. And I remember hearing, like, I can't remember what they were talking about, but it freaked me out. And similar to your experience with the disembodied head, <laughs> I, even though there was no visual, like I tried to go to bed that night and it was mm-hmm. just like, gotta wait till it dissipates the memory. The yeah. scariest stuff is what you make up in your own mind. And I think know? that's what it was. Because um, it, it, I, I, it was talking to some sort of like people seeing like interdimensional beings or some sort. Mm. And I was like, well, I don't even know what that is. I was like a <laughs> sophomore in high school. But it scares the hell out of me. Yeah. But I was like, uh, yeah, well, I don't know what this could be, but it's got to be pretty freaking scary. Um, so... I guess when it comes to um, paranormal topics mm-hmm. and like, because clearly you've covered a ton of stuff on oh, yeah. throughout the years. Mm-hmm. What, first off, what do you enjoy the most talking about? Because um, I know I have my personal favorites. It's mm-hmm. like whether cryptozoology or spirits and, yeah. and like, um, I know you've done some interviews as well. So maybe talk about what personally uh, you like, and then maybe a couple people you've had to yeah, chit chat sure. with. Um, personally, I like to do cryptozoology stuff, mm-hmm. and um, I like to do uh, stuff about um, ancient aliens, yep. ancient alien theory, and um, historical um, mysteries. Okay. Uh, and when I say historical mysteries, I mean like stuff that, you know, hey, this actually happened, yeah. but we don't know how or, you know, like, um, I guess the best thing was uh, my most popular show, like, ever in the history of the show uh-huh. was um, the, uh, was there an actual secret Nazi Antarctic base? Uh, it's a huge one. And that's mm-hmm. my most that's my most popular show ever, yeah. and and I did a, a series of of shows a few years ago about the Nazis and all their stuff. I did one on uh, Baglaka, which is the the bell, yeah. And then I did one on the was there a secret Nazi base, and then I did one on uh, did Hitler survive World okay. War Two, and I, I'm a I'm a big history buff. Uh, I, I especially the World War Two era mm-hmm. it fascinates me. Uh, the whole Hitler and the Nazis fascinate me, not in the fact that 
I think they were great because there's an evil. You know, they were totally oh, evil. Sure. But yeah. it, what fascinates me is how did how one man basically mesmerized an entire nation into oh, yeah. following him, and he had this whole like hundreds of thousands of people in his gang of Nazis, you know, and they basically rewrote German history. They said, no, what we know happened really didn't happen. It happened this way, and they they created a religion and, and all, mm-hmm. it was just it's fascinating that 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 could happen and it you know this was just you know less than a hundred years ago yeah I mean, me and Kyle talk about this all the time people think that I don't know if they just don't realize it but that it wasn't even a hundred years ago mm-hmm. that World War two happened exactly yeah exactly and and people in Germany, knew what was going on, but they turned a blind eye to it because they were following Hitler. And uh-huh. the rest of the nation knew that this was a bad dude. Yeah. And they let him get away with so much. Now, I'm not saying they knew that the Holocaust was going on because I really don't think that too many people did. You yeah. know, But they knew he was a bad dude. And they are just like, eh. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It'll be, it'll be okay. It. It's Germany. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and look what happened. You know, so... Stuff like that fascinates me, and and uh, I love to talk about. Uh, I'm a huge ancient ancient alien theorist. I have been on ancient aliens, by the way. I'm not sure I've heard that. Uh, no, it's it sounds <laughs> it's it sounds a lot Better, cooler yeah. than what it is. Yeah. I I went to um, Alien Con, oh, okay. and I got up and asked a question. Yeah. For uh, for. Or a panelist because I, I knew one of the panelists that was up there uh-huh. and then on the TV show there's a just a picture of me asking my question no shit and so I but I can say <laughs> you were, I was on ancient aliens yeah now, um so let's see and and anything cryptozoology yeah it, it fascinates me to think that because I know there's stuff out there that we don't know about oh for sure yeah um are you in the uh I guess you could be in between, but are you in the uh, are you in the camp that Bigfoot is a uh, cryptozoological being, or I know there's this camp of um, sort of like an interdimensional somehow. Yeah, and I, I I don't know where I stand right now. We've I I'm pretty sure we've done stories on both sides in previous episodes on world yeah. we live in, but there's a whole camp of this interdimensional sort of yeah. 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 I I've, I've talked to people who are with that side of it and everything. And, yeah. and I'm not so sure that I'm convinced that's true. Uh-huh. I don't think Bigfoot has any supernatural powers. Uh, yeah. uh, do I believe? Yeah, I think there's something out there because there's too many damn reports. Too many people have seen something. So there's there's something out there. Now, you know, I, I haven't personally had any encounters yeah. or anything. I, I've known people uh, who who claim to have. Um, I myself have seen stuff in the woods and actually, you know, on the side of the road at night that I have no idea what the hell it was, but I know it wasn't a Bigfoot. You know, <laughs> it, it, you know it, I've had some freaky stuff happen to me in, in, in my life, and I think part of the reason why I've had some of these freaky things happen to me is because I'm more open minded to stuff like that and I mm. think the more you open your mind to stuff like that not that you're gonna see things that aren't there but if you're more open minded 
to things of that nature, you're more apt to have experiences. Things are going to be more apt to show themselves to you, if that makes any sense. I don't think you're making them up. Yeah. I think that whatever's out there can sense that you have an open mind. Your yeah. your your sense of perception is a little broader. For sure. You know, and and you can have glimpses and sometimes real life encounters with with things. Yeah. Um, but no, I do not believe Bigfoot is an interdimensional being. I, I think that he's probably some sort of, it's a small clan of something that is probably left over from way back when, way back that yeah. just went on a different evolutionary tree that yeah. never really, you know, developed that, that we got, you yeah. know, their, their DNA is, or their, 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 you know, their, their evolutionary steps kind of, we went this way and they kind of kept way, going, yeah. you know, it could be what, you know, what we were supposed to be if you're an ancient alien theorist. Oh, uh, yes. And, you know, that could be, we could still be that today, a whole planet of Bigfoots. Yeah. I guess that would, I, I guess. Don't, I don't think It'll it's work. Bigfeet. I think it's Bigfoots. <laughs> Bigfoots. You know, we yeah. could probably be a whole planet of Bigfoots if mm-hmm. it, if aliens hadn't come down and, you know, mess with our, our yeah. DNA. Yeah, manipulated. Yeah, yeah it, no, it's definitely uh, possible. Um, I agree. I agree with the fact that um, there are, there there seem to be just too many reports for, I mean, even if you take a quarter of those and say those people are like, clearly didn't say anything, mm-hmm. it still leaves a large portion to be considered. Yeah. And, uh, that's a good point. You yeah. have to take at least a quarter of those and discount them outright. Because yes. you're always going to have people who are either misidentifying what they're seeing or just making shit up, just period. Definitely, definitely are. Also, the other thing um, that I, I, I've always lived in the city. Um, I've been out into like the lesser known parts of the U.S., but I've never spent too much time there. But um, I think sometimes we just... We get in our own lives, and we don't. We don't. We fail to realize that a large portion of the planet is uninhabited. Mm-hmm. Like in the U.S., like you go out west, like you're gonna drive for miles and not see anything. Very true. And Very true. I mean, and having said this, just saying that, like the possibility exists for there. I believe to to be another species of. Unknown, and there were yeah. well, scientists are always finding new species of mm-hmm. everything. And you you look at the the northwest where you have just hundreds of thousands of acres worth of forest. Oh my gosh, Canada! That you know, yeah, no one has has been in. Yeah. So you know, it's quite possible that there's mm-hmm. whole you know society of human beings. Yeah. That that are are living out there that just. Don't have contact with the rest of the world. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, they, made, they made a movie about that called Last of the Dogmen. Last of the Dogmen. Yeah. And uh, the Dogmen were, it's a, it's a Native American it thing. Is. And the, yeah. the Dogmen were like the um, the warriors or something, I think. It's been a long time since yeah. I've seen it. But uh, yeah, there's the, they're living in the woods, <laughs> you know, out, out, out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get found by modern man. By accident, and it's it's all about you know, that, that interaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so as far as uh, 
as far as like guests are concerned, or yeah. you mentioned you went I'm to Alien Con. Have you yeah. been to any others? Because I know I I do have one that I would like to go to. I would like to eventually go to Contact in the Desert out in um, Joshua Tree. I think yeah. that'd be that'd be yeah. very, that'd be cool to go to. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm I'm totally down for that. <laughs> yeah. I have not been to Contact in the Desert. Okay. Um, I went to um, the first two Alien Cons, had a freaking blast. Yeah. Um, it's. I was expecting to be surrounded by a bunch of tinfoil helmet wearing weirdos, <laughs> and you know, and I wasn't. I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, it's people just like us, you know, that have an interest in this or that, that believe in it or that are just simply fans of the show or all three. And there were so many people at that first convention that the company that, that organized it all for the History Channel was totally unprepared. Oh, no. That one of the... Um, directors of the convention and I can't remember the name of the uh, um, organization I think it was like famous monsters of Filmland or, or something that had to do with those people but okay. they I I overheard that person was talking to another guest I mean another uh, attendee and said yeah um, we didn't really know what the show was or what it was about or that it had this big of a following and yeah. For the amount of people that came in. And it was crazy. Absolutely crazy the amount of people were there. Um, and it was so much fun at the same time. Of course. And the second one was more organized. Uh, it was more convention-like. The first one wasn't really a... It was more of a three-day-long meet-and-greet is really what it was. Yeah. And the second one was more set up like a convention. It, yeah, I've, I've been to you know that a couple of times and... Um, I've been to another couple of little little things here and there, but sure. I I haven't been really big in the the convention thing. I, I want to. I really yeah. do want to go. Uh, I would love to be a um, a panelist, you know, on something one day, oh, yeah. you know. Um, but I'm not. Let's face it. I'm not popular you know i, I don't <laughs> yeah. have my own tv show and for sure you're not hearing me all over the the world on coast to coast am and stuff yeah. you know and i don't have a book out yet but i i, I want to write a book you know I think it'd be fun yeah, yeah i, I want to do a couple of things and before i i really get into to that i want to really have something to offer instead of just saying hey i have a podcast yep. Yep. you know but uh yeah get, it's it was fun and and i got to um when i went to alien con uh, any of the conventions that I go to, I carry all my. I got it like a. I call it a mobile studio. I yeah. carry my mobile studio with me. Set the shit up in the in the hotel room, and I'll just like invite people. Hey, you want to come be on the podcast? And no one, hardly anybody, says no. It's like yeah, of course. You know, you get a whole hotel room full of people, and it's fun. You get to interview some some interesting characters. Oh yeah, no doubt the stories are yeah. are oh. endless. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I could tell you a few. Off, yeah, sure. off, off, off air. But. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, and I got, um, when I first started, I was just, it was me and a microphone talking, and um, then I actually um, had a friend of mine, uh, actually a couple of friends of mine, who, um, they came up to Nashville to see me, mm -hmm. and they were listening, they had been listening to my 
but it was a live radio show on the internet back then. They had been listening to that for you know a couple of years or so when they came up to see me, and I was like, "Hey, you guys want to be on the on the show?" And they're like, "Yeah, let's let's do it and let's be on the show and, and all this stuff." And and um, when it came time, they got like super nervous and then got extremely wasted. So they were drunk oh, no. and. But it was like the first time that I interviewed somebody, you yeah. know, and it was people that I that I knew, so it was kind of it was easy for sure, you know, to talk to them, and that kind of gave me the interview bug. I was like, hey, I need to I need to kick it up a notch and start interviewing people. So, yeah, it, you'd be surprised. I mean, if you want to interview someone, it's relatively easy. Yeah, all you had to do is get in t- contact with them and say, I had this podcast and Reach I'd love like to interview. And most of the time, they're going to say yes. Yeah, and because of that, I've gotten to interview a lot of famous people in the, you know, little, in the realm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like, like, um, I interviewed Scott Walter uh-huh. from America Unearthed. Super cool dude. He's exactly in person like he is on the show. That's good and to you know. See, you, yeah. What you see is what you get with yeah, him, yeah. you know. He, and he will talk your ear off, dude. You get him started <laughs> on on that stuff and he will just go for days and days you yeah. know and in it and you're you're just like yeah 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 keep going yeah yeah you know <laughs> and then i've i've interviewed some people who are like oh god please get go away please go yeah. away, you know and after you get you know i had at the height of the popularity of my show i had actually people who would email me and say hey I want to be, you know, a guest on your show. Yeah. It was most of the time people who had like, you know, a book coming out or something like For that. For sure, some and, promotion, and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Which, which which is cool yeah. because, you know, you get free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I was like, I'm sending you a copy of my book, you know. Be waiting yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 fun. That's to, fun for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is real fun. Solid. Um, you mentioned uh, America on Earth. Um, as far as like, TV shows and whatnot. What is like? Because you know, I have I have a few of my personal favorites. Um, Fringe was a huge one to me. Um, yeah, Fringe is good. Um, Stargate was like probably the first one I actually watched. Um, and uh, yeah, those are to the top of my head right now. But yeah, as far as like those go, what what are like your what are you like your top three? My top three. Yeah, or okay. if. If you want to expand, I'll do the top five. <laughs> no, I can do top three. Okay. But let, let me clarify, yeah. though. Are we talking about, like, scripted shows, or are we talking about quote-unquote reality shows? Let's let's go with scripted. Scripted shows, yeah, sure. okay. Uh, scripted shows. Okay. You're going to laugh, but I'm going to... Yeah, gonna, yeah. My top two have to be Highlander the series. Okay. Xena Warrior Princess. Nice. I love you, Lucy Lawless. Please marry me. <laughs> and uh, the third one would probably have to be Next Generation. Okay. Star Trek the Next yeah, Generation. Yeah, of course. You know. I never got. I never really got into Star Trek. It yeah. was. It was a little bit before my. Yeah. Before my time, yeah. and uh, by the time I had like, kind of got to familiarize myself with it, I there were just like others. Yeah. That. Well, I I got into it totally kind of by. By accident, yeah. Um, I, I remember when I was a kid, I would come home from school and the whatever TV channel was showing showing it, it would be like in the afternoons, yeah. You know, and they'd show an uh, episode in the afternoons, and there wasn't anything else on really. So you watch it, and it's kind of you're a kid, and you're laughing. It's all hokey and everything because it was yeah. the '60s, you know, for sure. And um, 
so this 60s television show that I would watch I liked it but it was like I said it was it was hokey and when they come out with the next generation back in the was it late 80s yeah it was the yeah, late 80s yeah it was late 80s yeah I didn't give a crap uh huh you know I was like eh Star Trek I'm not a Star Trek fan you know I remember that I remember watching that hokey TV show when I grew up and blah 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 and I had a, a pretty good friend of mine who just loved loved the show loved it yeah and he would sit down and talk for hours about Star Trek philosophy and all this other sorts of stuff and I'm like oh, you know <laughs> your honor yeah. uh, please don't you know shut up and and so um, I just you know like okay I'll watch the show you know and and back then it was coming on late night like on Saturday nights so mm. you know, like 11 o'clock or some crap like that yeah. you know and uh, this was already I think it was already into the like the second maybe going into the third season by this time okay. so I started watching it and I was like damn this is pretty good so then I had to go back and watch all the all the reruns oh, and everything yeah. and, and I kind of got hooked on it and um, yeah I'm I'm not going to say I'm a Trekkie yeah. but I'm a fan of the genre Gotcha. I'm gotcha. a Star Wars guy. So, I am as well. Yeah. Huge Star Wars guy. I remember seeing... Um, it was the first first episode, not the first one. Right. Uh, clearly. Because they made... I guess yeah. if anyone doesn't know, they made the 4, 5, and 6. And then first, they made... yeah. Yeah, one, yeah. 1, 2, for, and 3. Yeah. And then they made 1, 2, 3. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing the first one with my parents. And uh, Jar Jar Binks was a huge favorite of mine. Love Jar Jar. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, we you're just... the only person in the world that says I well, like here, Jar Jar. There's a story behind that. I had okay. a, uh, I had a like a like a Jar Jar Binks like little. Uh, it wasn't like a stuffed animal, but it was like a, not an action figure either. It was just kind of like a play thing. A toy. Yeah, it's like a toy. It's like a Jar Jar toy. But that was the first one that stuck in my head. Oh, um, okay. But anyway, no, no, huge, huge Star Wars, huge Star Wars guy. Um, seen all of them many times. But yeah, Fringe. Fringe is my favorite because as much as I love Star Wars, I am. Uh, there's something about like the um, alternative universe, mm-hmm. like alternative timeline, that just like yeah. really piques my fascination. Yes. And uh, the um, the individuals in Fringe that are like, I guess I can't remember what they're called, but the, it's like the bald guys that are kind of like the Watchers, and mm-hmm. they're somehow influencing. Dude, yeah, yeah. It clearly played off of the Men in Black phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're always they're like playing with our, with kind of what's going on and messing with things. And um, I love I love the characters too. Walter Bishop, um, mm-hmm. very cool. And uh, Leonard Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy made some appearances. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. I I really liked that TV show too. Yeah, I was hooked on it. Um, the the last season was kind of. You could tell it was. It was ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I didn't. I was not a fan of the last season so much, but yeah, I I, I agree with you that the the whole concept of everything that they were doing, which was, in you know the basis of it mm-hmm. was in science. It was. You know. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Science is cool. Science I, is cool. I'm not smart enough to be a scientist. Yeah. You know, but science is cool. Yeah, but I can enjoy it. I know enough to yep. enjoy it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's um, and I think that's where it was for me. It wasn't too far out, but it was like it. It was grounded. Mm-hmm. It was grounded, but I yeah. could 
I could understand as to where it could, like they they discovered an alternate universe, mm-hmm. and then, um, it went, went from there. So, yeah, yeah and you around. could you could totally like see like this could be possible. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whereas whereas stuff like like Star Trek, for example. Yeah, you know that stuff. You're like, eh, you know, maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, maybe one day. But the the French stuff is like, man, this could, like, right now, this this could actually be going on right yeah. now, as far as I know. You know, yeah, based in science, cool. I recently found a new one. Um, it's called The Expanse. It's on Amazon. Uh, it started out on the Sci-Fi Network. Did it really? Yes. Okay. Um, I have heard of it. I have not watched it, mm-hmm. and, but I understand it's a really good series. It is, it is, and it's um, I would say it's fairly grounded. It's basically like there's three faction, at least right now. I just started it. There's three yeah. factions, there's like the Earth, Mars, and there's this thing called the Belt. And the Belt are like uh, miners and like okay, uh, I guess like lower individuals in the hierarchy of society uh, Mars is like a military ruled area which I guess you could pan out it yeah. takes place in like the 23rd century okay or so um, and then Earth in all its glory and all, yeah what's what's left of yeah, it what's yeah what's left of <laughs> from what, from what from where I'm at right now it seems to be painted in a good light uh, but good. all they've shown is like uh, the UN and some stuff going on there but um, yeah I, uh, we'll see how it goes it's nice to know that there's a uh, there's there's still people out there who are writing these type of shows. Oh yeah, who who, per, who see Earth as something good in the future instead of some post apocalyptic, some bad shithole. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which it, probably it is going to be a post apocalyptic shithole, but I would like to think that we're going to rise above. You know, <laughs> I would too. <laughs> I would too. Uh, I feel like we're tilting on the balance, but it, yeah. But that's a that's a conversation for another yes, time. Yes, that's a whole different podcast. That's yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're just on this topic, uh, yeah. two thousand one, a space odyssey mm. was a huge one for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I. That's a pretty. You you have to watch that more than once. You do, and I've seen it three times. Yeah, yeah. And every time you watch it, you're like, oh shit, there's something I didn't see. It's kind of yeah. like. Um, other Stanley Kubrick thing that he did off of Stephen King novel. I can't remember what the hell the name of it is. I can't either. I've only seen a couple of Kubrick films. Oh my god. I'm going to people are going to I'm going to be getting emails now. <laughs> I wish I could help you. I might be able to if you give oh, me a second. damn. The Shining. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. God, I can't believe I forgot that. The Stan... Was it filmed in the Stanley Hotel yes. in California? Mm-hmm. Or not Colorado. Colorado, yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, good movie, very deep subject. Ooh, yeah. Just, like I said, you, all, you either have to be stoned or you have to watch it more than once. <laughs> yeah, you of know? course. Um, did you see the, the sequel, 2010? I have. I have. Not anywhere near the same no. like, and intellectual. Not, uh-uh. And not where I thought it was headed either. Yeah, yeah. It's still was, a pretty good movie in its own right. Yeah, oh, totally. Uh, but I, I don't think it's sequel worthy. But when you have something that big... It's, it's tough. Yeah, you're not going to get... No, it's tough, to, it's tough to keep it going. 
Um, unless it was planned to have, excuse me, unless it was planned to have sequels like Star Wars. For sure, for sure. Um, it was crazy though what they were, what Kubrick was able to do like with the mm-hmm. production level at that time, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just always thought. It was wild. You know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around mm. 2001 Space Odyssey and especially The Shining because Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. You know, they said, oh, he was the one that the government hired to direct the fake moon landings, right? Yeah, exactly. And if you watch The Shining, there's all of these references to, supposedly, to him faking the moon landing. Like, the little boy, uh, he's running around with a sweater uh-huh. and has a space rocket on it, says Apollo 11. Or Apollo or something like that okay. on there, and there's all these other um, references to stuff like that in hidden, of course, Easter eggs. Yeah, I think that you know, 2001 and The Shining are the those were the ones where I think if you had to look at when, when did the quote unquote the Easter egg in the movies start? Yeah, it was it was those movies. Those guys. Um, I've talked to you about this guy Isaac Weishaupt. Yeah, yeah. Um, you really need to look at his stuff. Okay. Um, he is the. I'm gonna give give a free plug here for somebody else's show. <laughs> uh, the uh, unpopular culture, something something. Yeah. Conspiracy theory and unpopular culture podcast. I think is what is what he does. But he's written tons of books. He's got tons of videos, and he did a video um, about. The Shining, Those, like okay. a DVD. When I say video, I mean like a oh, wow. he, he okay. produced a DVD about it. So it's really, really interesting stuff. Yeah, all the stuff that he's been able to discover. Yeah. Have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? No, I haven't either. Yeah, but that's supposed to be, you know, the last great Stanley Kubrick film. Yeah. Mixed reviews. Yeah. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. <laughs> is Nicole I, Kidman naked in that? Because she, she might is, have been. Uh, that may motivate I could, uh, me to, to I see I could be that, persuaded. You know, yeah. I have to look at Mr. Skin and see if she's. <laughs> um, I, I I am a I am I'm a Tom Cruise actor fan. I appreciate. I, I like I like his. I, I love I last. Yeah, yeah, I loved Last Samurai. That was that was one of my one of my top favorites. Mm-hmm. And I saw I, I I stayed with the Mission Impossible series. For some reason, I don't. I couldn't tell you why. There, I mean, Tom Cruise needs money. He makes Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> well, you're probably not wrong. Yeah, it, you're well, probably got twenty wrong. million in the bank. I need to make a film. Yeah, need some more. Yeah, need some more. Um, any other ones that stand out for you? Uh, movies or TV shows? Do, or either. Well, let's do like uh, I know. So you mentioned Ancient Aliens. Yeah. Let's let's go on that. Let's okay. Go on that one. Okay, so yeah, um, I like um, uh, anything that has to do with um, unexplained historical mysteries. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm probably gonna get some flack for this, and I'm, but I'm not afraid. Bring it on. <laughs> um, that four four episode series that Megan Fox did for the Travel oh, Channel. We were called uh, Legends of the Lost. Yeah, yeah. I've seen two of the four episodes of that and I have to say I'm impressed okay um, it got some bad reviews I read a lot of re- the re- excuse me yeah 
It's that damn Mountain Dew I'm drinking. The most unhealthy <laughs> drink in the world, and here I am. Um, it got a lot of bad reviews uh, from uh, critics as well as just regular people, you For know, sure. doing their stuff. But I, I really think, you know, because people are saying, well, you know, she's not presenting any new evidence, and it's totally done in, in you know, the same tired old style that they yeah. do these type of shows. And that part is true. It is it is kind of the the pacing and and the the shots and everything mm-hmm. are the same and all that. Uh, but you know, there's a reason why they do all that because it works. There's yeah. there's that format. Uh, but the evidence that she is presenting, while not necessarily it may not be something new, but she's taking a different approach to it and she's taking some some stuff that you know, people know if you're interested in this stuff like this, you may know about it, but you don't know that much about it. Like mm. the the first episode she did was uh, female Vikings, ah, and traditionally everyone has thought that the role of the female in the Viking culture was that of you know Miss Sally Homemaker and bearer of children, and they're like, no, these they were merchants and some fierce warriors. Yeah, you know, and while. You know, if you're into Viking culture or stuff like you may already know that, but I certainly didn't know that. Yeah. You know, and while she didn't present any new evidence as far as, you know, historically speaking about the Vikings and them discovering America, the first people here, and, you know, all that sorts of stuff, you know, everybody knows that. But that's not what she was trying to do. She was mm-hmm. trying to say, hey, um, did you know that there were female warriors for the Vikings? Here's our evidence, and that's 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 pretty cool. And her the second episode was on uh, Stonehenge, mm. and she came not there to say, well, how did they build Stonehenge? You know, that's not. And she even said, I don't. I'm not here to to look at how they built Stonehenge. I want to know more. Why did they build Stonehenge, and what was its what was its purpose? Which she's not the first person to ever do anything on that. But yeah, she actually. Um, had this theory that she thought that it was used as some sort of like ancient hospital type healing place. Ah. And um, she was saying how the way that it was built with the stones in the center being in a horseshoe shape and then you have the stones around it, she said it was almost like an acoustic chamber of some sort. And the blue stones that are in the center of the structure... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you knock on them and it sounds like you're knocking on something hollow and it makes this certain sound and Vibration, so yeah. this frequency so she had her sound guy record them banging rocks on blue stones and then she went to a lab put on the EEG helmet net thing and had them do a scientific experiment to where they played back the recordings of these people banging on the on the bluestones and to see if it changed her brain frequencies, and it did. No shit. Yeah. Wow. And so she, ha- I mean, I've never heard of anyone doing that before. I've not. No. And so, I mean, that was pr- that was pretty cool. Yeah. And so, you know, Megan Fox gets a lot of bad publicity because she's young, she's good looking, and the roles that she plays in movies are kind of like you know, the sex pot bimbo type roles, you know? Yeah. And 
that's one of the reasons why she's not in a lot of movies anymore is because she doesn't want to be she portrayed want as that. that yeah. She's actually pretty smart. Yeah. You know, and I give I give her props for, for she's been interested in stuff like this oh, for all sure. her life apparently. So I, I give her her props. I you know, too. Uh, no, I'm I'm not saying that I don't, I don't think she's gonna have any more seasons of that show. Yeah. But she might. I mean, I never thought that they were gonna have more than one season of uh, um, Curse of Oak Island. Oh yeah, and now they're working on like season six or seven, and you know what? I watch every damn episode. <laughs> as is, I watched the first season, and I was like, okay, you know, it's a bunch of guys digging holes on the ground on this island. There's nothing there. You're not gonna find anything. Yeah, you know, good on you guys. You got one season out of it, and here they are. They're still digging, and I'm still watching. So there's something going on. You know, it's, it's, it's a good show. <laughs> every story I hear concerning Oak Island always just baffles me. There's so many freaking theories. Yeah, and that, well, and that's the thing. It's always it's a ever evolving tale. I feel like, um, but they're to the point now to where they're finding stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's just you know, I, in my opinion, the stuff they're finding has nothing to do with anything else. You know, it's like okay, we found you know this iron cross from this era. And now we're finding bones from a separate era. Oh, and like now we're finding know. yeah. You like, don't know if it's connected yeah, by any means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is true. But they're finding stuff that no one's ever found, so good on them. Yeah. You know? Makes you think about how much uh, how much stuff is left over from from past things that if you just dig <laughs> far enough into the yeah, ground. you can go out in your backyard and yeah, dig. Find, find a like fossil. A, yeah. yeah, find a body. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, well, we're running about an hour. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah. So wow. Time flies. It does. Um, any last... Uh, Last thoughts as we uh, close out. Yeah, I, I, I do have some last thoughts, and this is particularly for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I know that you're doing World We Live In podcast as kind of like a hobby and a creative yeah. outlet and everything, and that's kind of what I do my show for. I'm not, I'm not famous. <laughs> I'm not getting paid money. You know, it it would be great if I did. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It, all it would take is someone to come. Knock on my door and say, "Hey, we'll pay you the exact same salary that you're making now." Yeah. But we just want you to do your podcast. I'm in. I it's can do it. it. Yeah, uh-huh. I can do it. Um, but really, you know, I enjoy um, seeing, and, and I don't care what your podcast is on. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy seeing people do stuff like this. You know, podcasting and having a creative outlet and everything. But I especially like to see people who are talking, doing stuff on the fringe of society and I've been doing topics and everything I was doing it before it was mainstream yeah you know and um so I've seen it be you know you're a weirdo if you do stuff like that too eh you know everybody and their their brothers doing some sort of (laughs) everybody every ghost hunting organization wants to have their own television show they're trying to pitch this that and the other and if they can't get it, they're doing their own YouTube series, mm-hmm. and people are doing podcasting left and right, and doing their own radio shows and all this, and that's great, you know. But I like to see people like you who are doing it because you really enjoy the subject and you enjoy doing what you're doing. So good on you. Yeah. And my advice to you is to just keep it up. And don't be afraid to reach out to people for help. And don't be afraid to, re- if you want to start interviewing people, yeah, 
You can do it. Thinking about yeah. You can do it. All you got to do is start reaching out. And the worst thing that someone can tell you is no. Exactly. Exactly. And no one's gonna die because of that. So (laughs) you know, oh dang, he didn't want to be on my show, but there'll be somebody who will. For sure. And I always tell everybody that, for me, as far as my guest goes, I kind of specialize in the everyday man. Mm. I mean, sure, I've interviewed people who've had television shows and books and all that other sorts of stuff. I've interviewed those, but I really enjoy interviewing people who are just like me and you, who've had some sort of experience that they can't explain. Yep. And, you know, that could be your neighbor, you know, if they're willing to talk about it. And they're either going to be willing or they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And and the, the thing about this medium is they can always have anonymity. Oh, for sure. You know, we for can disguise sure. their voice and give them a fake name. I mean, I don't even use my real name. I wish I did. I wish I hadn't had that stupid moniker, but it's yeah. stuck now, so yeah, I have to use it. With I it. can't change it. So, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, uh, just keep on, keep on keeping on. And I like what you're doing. And anytime I can help you out, I'm here for you, dude. I like mm-hmm. it. And I want to come back on the show. I want to, I want to, I want to yeah. kick Kyle well, was- in the nuts for playing Fortnite. <laughs> and, and not being here how dare he yeah yeah no I'll, uh, I was actually thinking before just a couple hours before uh, I knew you were coming over I was like we should maybe do like every month and a half two months yeah get anytime. you on yeah yeah I will be glad to come on here anytime is uh, uh, I, I think we have a pretty good dynamic going on between the two of us yeah and totally like I said I want to I want to kick Kyle in the nuts for playing Fortnite so I gotta come back and <laughs> kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get, we'll get that boy back on. <laughs> he's the, he's the beloved co-host, so he has to be back on. Um, but no, uh, I appreciate you saying that, and uh, yeah, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep it going here. We'll keep it going here. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep on, keep on keeping on. You're keep doing, on you're doing, on. you're doing good, and and uh, like don't don't be afraid to to follow your your dreams, whatever those are going to be, whether it's to expand your podcast or. Play professional soccer. <laughs> Might be a little difficult at this point. Nat- Nashville has a soccer team. They do. You know? They do. They're uh, they're building up. They're building up. It yeah. should be exciting. Um, they may need a forward or something. I don't know what you play. So. Well, I play the opposite of that. I was a okay. goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. they may need Literally, a yeah. Yeah. goalkeeper. Oh, backup goalkeeper. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you can ride the bench and get paid. Yeah. It's not that. Lord play. knows a lot of people do that. <laughs> the backup is not that bad. No. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> You might not get twenty million dollars a year, but yeah. hey, if you get like three or four hundred thousand, I wouldn't. You know, that, yep, <clears throat> I'm gonna sit on the bench and make three hundred thousand. Yes, I will do that. <laughs> Sign me up. Man, Sign any day. me up, indeed. Um, well, cool. Um, you guys can find the world we live in at um, world we live in pod on Twitter. Catch us on Apple Podcasts at world we live in podcast. Um, uh, anywhere else really uh, Spotify Google Podcasts and uh, all the outlets I think we've covered at this point yes <laughs> so we're I, good on that I'm gonna check and see if I'm on Spotify I don't know if I'm on Spotify oh yeah that's good it, it, we've had, I've, as I look at the dynamics we've gotten a, or not dynamics analytics uh, we've gotten some good listens on Spotify sweet so I yeah you want to check that yeah, out yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and you can find Perryality Radio, as I mentioned earlier, uh, perryalityradio.com. Perryality.com. Perryality.com. Yeah, but um, 
and Stitcher. Stitcher. Google. Google Podcasts. Uh, said Last FM. Last FM. Mm-hmm. I think that's one. Uh, Spreaker. Spreaker, yeah. Spreaker. Or you can just listen to it on the website, parareality.com. And find you on Twitter at... At Parareal Radio on Twitter. On Facebook, too. Just tap in Parareality Radio on your Facebook search and take right to the page. Good deal. That's a wrap. All right. Thanks, Thanks for, for being having here. me on, man. I uh, really you're enjoyed welcome. it. We're we'll do def- this again. Definitely coming back. Yeah, yeah.